we sing those powerful praises, we sing those, those words of, of hallelujah. But, um, but let's remember as that, that first Easter dawn, the hallelujahs hadn't yet come. The, the disciples were, were hunkered down and feared, they were exhausted, they were still trying to figure out, they're still trying to make sense of Jesus's death while the, while the women went back to, to finish preparing his body for, for burial. And, and that's when it happened. Something that, that shocked them, something that shook them, something that changed them. And it's the very same thing that wants to, that wants to change us too. Listen to the, to the way the, the gospel of Luke puts it. Luke chapter 24 says, but on the first day of the week at early dawn, they came to the tomb taking the spices they had prepared and the woman found the stole rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they didn't find the body. And while they were perplexed about all of this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them and the women were terrified and they, they bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here, but, but he's risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again? And then they remembered his words and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. And it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women who, who told them, who, who went to tell to the apostles, but these words seemed to them an idle tell, and they didn't believe them. But Peter got up, and he ran to the tomb, and, and stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves, and then he went home, amazed at what had happened. A new day was breaking, literally a new day was breaking as those women stumbled to that rocky tomb in they were, they were heartbroken and, and hopeless and weighed down by so much, weighed down by grief, weighed down with regret, with, wor- with all the words they never got to say. They were, they were weighed down with memories, with, with memories of, of Jesus' laughter and of his love. And, and yet still they went to do their duty. And, and maybe that's why some of us are here tonight. We're, we're here just, we're just here doing our duty. We're here because this, this is what folks are supposed to do on Easter. But like those women, maybe we're here and we don't really expect for anything miraculous to happen. But that's the thing about expectations, you see. Most of the time they're wrong. Most of the times our expectations are, are wrong. Most of the time they're wrong either because they're too big or like here, they're wrong because they are infinitely too small. Those women went to the tomb prepared to encounter death, but when they got there, they were surprised. They were amazed by life. Why, why do you look for the living amongst the dead? The angel said, Jesus isn't here. He's alive. He is risen. Those three words changed the world. And those women, they couldn't not tell the good news. And so they ran back. They, they ran back to the others. They ran back to the men and they told their tale. But, but to the men, it seemed idle. It seemed an idle tale. Just, just empty words. Just the, the empty dreamings of, of wishful women. 
Maybe some of us are thinking that this evening too. But Peter, those two words, but Peter, if it took three words to change the world, it only took two to change him, but Peter. Peter needed for their, for their story to be true. Peter needed their, their hope to be real. Everyone else was dismissive, but Peter. But Peter got up and he ran and he experienced the resurrection for himself. And that's still, that's, that's still the invitation of Easter to experience the resurrection for ourselves. To know from the inside that death has been defeated, to know from the inside that, that sin no longer reigns in this, in this world that wants to keep us down. Easter tells us to get up. Easter tells us to rise, to rise stronger and, and better and healed and, and forgiven and redeemed. Easter tells us that, that Jesus is alive and because he's alive, because he lives, we can too. That is the present hope of the resurrection, friends. You see, it's not just about our salvation and eternity. It's, a, it's about our salvation right now. It's about the glorious good news that, that there is no storm, no struggle. There's no fear, no failure. There's no diagnosis, no disease, no debt, no doubt that there is nothing too big for our God because, because like Him and because of Him, we rise. In fact, um, do y'all remember, remember, remember this guy named Emmett Smith? Pastor John, you remember a guy named Emmett Smith? Yeah, I bet you do. Um, Emmett Smith, back in 2002, Emmett Smith set the, the all-time rushing record for the NFL. He set the record with like 16,743 yards. It's, it's a record that he still holds. But, but the thing about Emmett, Emmett wasn't as flashy as some of his competitors, remember? Like Emmett didn't have that, that true breakaway speed like, like, like a lot of the others. The thing about Emmett, his real strength, his asset, man, that, that guy just had this ability to persist. He just kept running. I mean, think about it, those 16,000 yards, that's only, if you do the math, that's only nine and a half miles. It took Emmett Smith 13 years to run nine and a half miles. Some of us run, nine, some of y'all run nine and a half miles in less than a week. It took him 13 years. And I know one of the major difference, differences, we don't really have 11 huge defensive players coming to try to knock our heads off as we're running. It took him 13 years to run nine and a half miles. You know why? Because he did it 4.3 yards at a time. Throughout those 13 years, he got tackled, he got knocked down something like 4,000 times. But you know what he did after each and every one of them? He got back up. And he just kept running. He got back up and he ran that ball again. Truth be told, even the strongest amongst us are going to get knocked down. But the thing that, that separates us from the quitters is that we get back up. This life is going to try to trip us up. This life is going to try to tackle us. It's going to tempt us with all sorts of things. It's going to tempt us to quit. To quit trying, to quit loving, to to quit hoping, to quit believing. And if we're there, if that's what we're thinking, this if we are on the verge of giving up, Hear me say, please, hear Easter say, keep going. God's not through with you yet. Rise 
up. Get up. Easter tells us to get up. It tells us that there isn't anything, not not sin, not even death can keep us down. It tells us to get up because our faith is about up. Yeah, it's it's about cleaning up, cleaning up our acts. But and it's, also, it's also about waking up. It's about growing up. And it's about toughening up. It's about showing up and standing up and speaking up. Our faith is about up, rising up, rising up from the ashes, rising up from all of our brokenness and sin and shame. It's about, it's about the new life we find in dead ends. It's about our Savior. It's, it's about our Savior who is alive and who wants to be alive in us. I thank you for that, and I love that message. Because of Easter, we get up. But before we get up, what do we have to do? We have to bow down. Remember in the story? It's really kind of amazing. Again, Jesus had been hurriedly buried before sundown on Sabbath. And so the women came with all the spices ready to properly anoint his body for burial. And they came upon this amazing scene. The stone rolled away and the tomb empty and these angels in dazzling white. And how did they respond? I love what verse 5 said. They bowed their faces to the ground. And then they heard the message that he was alive. And they ran back and they told the others. And again, the other disciples are incredulous. They couldn't believe it except Peter. And Peter sprints out there. And what does he do when he arrives? He stooped down and looked in and saw those linen cloths and he believed. You see, before we can experience the good news of this day, the message that changes everything, the power that enables us to get up, we first have to bow down because that's how the resurrection becomes our truth that guides us in life. Morton Kelsey wrote a wonderful book several years ago called Resurrection And I love what he says there. He really gets to the heart of this point. Kelsey said, when we have all that we need, when we're in power, when we have health, when we're admired and happy, we have a tendency to think we attain that position by our own efforts and that we are not vulnerable to evil. When we have no God, we often believe that we are gods. It's impossible to be God and have a saving God at the same time. You see, we will never get this day. We will never get Christianity unless we bow down, unless we stoop down and lay aside our pride and set aside our agendas so that resurrection can happen in us like it did those women and like it did Peter. Because when it happens, two things happen I want us to see. And the first is this, it changes how we live now. Easter gives us a totally new way to look at the world that is countercultural. We know that the purpose of life is not death. Easter tells us the purpose of life is life, eternal life that overcomes death. We were made to live forever with our Lord. And when we understand that, everything is different. You see, I think celebrating Easter is the greatest gift Christians have to give the world. Because when Easter lives in us, we have a different viewpoint about life. We see new possibilities, and we see new power, and we see a new way of walking with God every single day. Because he lives, we live in a different way, with a new power and new confidence. 
Shauna Fuller is our director of worship ministries. She has some darling grandchildren, but one of her grandchild named Henry is a kindergartner. They moved uh, to Mississippi this, this summer, and they discovered in the curriculum for their kindergarten in their public school, they teach manners which is wonderful. So they've been working with the children on manners all year. And last week they had their spring tea and boy, little Henry was really practicing being a gentleman. Let's watch what happens. So Henry knows to pull out the chair for that cute young lady. That's what a gentleman does. And then he's trying to help her get seated at the table. (laughs) And, And he's determined. He is not giving up. He's got a job to do. And Henry is not going to quit. I love that because isn't that a parable of life? Things don't always go according to plan. We could try hard and things don't always move. But what happens when that does happen? We don't quit. We don't give up. Because when we have that spirit and Christ lives in us, resurrection happens. Miracles happen. Jesus happens. And then secondly, it changes how we look at the future. Uh, We face uncertain days because he lives, we just sang. That becomes a new way that changes everything about life. Remember the story, little country town, there was a doctor there that had grown up in the town all of his life. One of the saints in the community was one of his heroes. She was a widow in her 90s. She had taught him Sunday school in first and second grade. Uh, Just vivacious Christian, loved to share her faith in Jesus to everyone. And the doctor got upset because she was coming to see him and he had some bad news to share with her. So she came in for her appointment and she could read it in his face. And she looked at the doctor and said, "Why, why are you so sad? Are you reading your Bible? Are you praying the way you ought to? She remembered those lessons from Sunday school. And he said, well, I've, I've got some bad news to tell you, and I, and I really don't know how to do that. You have cancer, and it looks like you're not going to live very much longer. And as soon as she heard those words, she just sat up straight, and with a twinkle in her eye, she turned to him and said, shame on you. Shame on you. You just told me that I'm about to go and meet my Lord and Savior Jesus face to face. I'm about to go and see my husband and my family and my friends and my loved ones that have gone before. I'm about to go and celebrate Easter every single day. And here you are afraid to give me my ticket. Shame on you. Isn't that great? I love her spirit. You see, even in her mid-90s, her eyes were on the resurrection. She was not afraid about what was going to come. And my friends, I wonder about us. Has her reality become ours? Do we know that this tomb does not snare us? Death is not the final word. We don't have to be trapped in a tomb of doubt and fear and loneliness and hopelessness. Because Jesus is alive, and what did he say when we put our trust in him? There is no death. He will come and get us, and where he is, he will take us to himself, and we will live forever with him in a way that will not end. That's the message of Easter. But too often, Todd, I I love what you said. We've 
heard the story. We've been around the story. We've talked about it. We've thought about it, but we haven't owned it. It hasn't become our capital T truth. But my friends, it doesn't have to be that way. Right now, this moment, tonight, we can bow down. We can pray and open our hands and say, Lord, live in me. Lord, let your resurrection power guide me. I lay aside my control. I lay aside my pride. I want you. And if we will pray that prayer, when we rise, we will be different. We will live different now, and we will have hope for the future because he lives. I love the way Charles Wesley, the great Methodist hymn writer, put it. We can live with this spirit. Made like him, like him we rise. Ours the cross, the grave, the skies. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you that we are here to celebrate life. Life in a spirit now but life with you forever. So come to us, Lord, and write this truth on our hearts and let us know there is no grave that can hold us down. We were made to live with you. So come to us and fill us with your spirit. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com. Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.